take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. It's Friday evening at 8 o'clock and I'm podcasting. It's, uh, this is the life of an entrepreneur, I guess. Nice. Yep. Yeah, but it's been a while, so I'm glad we're catching up. Yeah. Well, with all the whiskey you've got there with you, I'm sure you're you're gonna be fine. Right. I tell you, man, the uh yeah, the the everything is very high quality here. It's really amazing. Like the food and the wine and the cheese and the bread, it's all it's no surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. Like the the French do it right. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. So uh well it's been a few weeks, huh? It's been like a few months, it feels like. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I have some I blame updates. Me. I have some updates on my end. All right, hit me with them. If you're, Let's uh, hear it. If you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I am. I have my first uh, professional coaching session next week. All right. Uh, where I will be coached. Uh, I am. I am getting a professional coach. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, it's someone from the DC uh, is a like professional coach, and they put up kind of one of the internal like DC only offers. And uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be real interesting. They they sent over a uh, like a self assessment form earlier in the uh-huh. week, and it took me about two hours to fill it out. And all along the way, I was like, oh, idiot, oh, idiot. Oh, I suck. Oh, I suck. Oh, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting to think about like we have a mildly successful business doing all these things wrong that I already know, and then when we get on the phone next week, I'll I'll realize I'm doing a whole bunch of other things wrong. But it'll it'll be good to see uh, what she has to say about what we can do to make some real changes. So yeah, be interested to report back kind of what the 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 result is. Um, I think some of it will be a little tough to measure, but it wasn't terribly expensive, but, um, I'm excited to be able to, to sort of invest my time and energy in the business in a structured way, because I think a lot of times, I'm sure you see it even like you have a finite amount of time, whether it's like full time, like I have my time and, or, or part time a little less almost, but, but you, you, you just say to like sit and stare at the computer. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I should just, I should just work, you know? Yeah. I'm like, what does that yeah. mean? Um, I almost felt like when I didn't have as much time, it was like, I have to do this, 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 and this. Now it's like, well, maybe we could go skiing today or I could work. (laughs) I'll just stay home and work and not feel bad about myself. Uh, but then you sit in front of the computer for six hours and don't do anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Long, long. I feel that way. It would be nice to have like some structure, some curriculum, maybe, um, some, some guidance, because as an entrepreneur, there's always a thousand things you can try to do, right? Yeah. yeah. Different things, you, different approaches, different marketing. There, there's all these tactics. And any one of them can fill a day, right? And so, like you know, your example, you can either hang out like like my kids the other day. They wanted to go sledding. And uh, we have a pretty good hill on our, uh, near our house here. And uh, um, in fact, if you, if you get a good enough run from near my garage, you can, um, sled down our hill 
and launch yourself face and do a face plant right into our fence. And, uh, it's, it's hilarious. But, uh, the, the kids wanted to go sledding and I, I love hanging out with the kids. And, uh, but instead I stayed inside and worked. And I think, I think those little decisions affect you a little bit. Right. And so yeah. you're just sitting there like, okay, now the pressure's really on. Cause I've made this conscious decision. I'm going to forego all the fun and family time and I'm going to work. And then you're just like, I've got to do all the work. I got to do all the things. And in this next 45 minutes, I'm just going to crush it. I'm going to do all of my marketing and all of this programming. And, in 45 you know, minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. And then by the end of it, you right. just feel like an asshole, right? Because you got nothing done, really. Yeah. You ran in all directions at once, and you did none of it well, and you just don't feel great about it. So it, I can see where the coach could come in and, and really help. Yeah, I think it's maybe once a year, twice a year, maybe. Uh, but I think I can imagine it's the sort of thing where after a while you, you get better at reflecting on that stuff yourself. Um, and she's specific to service businesses. So I think that's good too. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And then we're going to, um, talking about doing all of our marketing, uh, going to start running some Facebook ads. And that's one of those things where also you don't just quote, start running Facebook ads and really right. start thinking about my funnel a lot. And I haven't really, it's embarrassing. You know, I haven't really thought about our funnel and, and like what, the goal or the purpose of any of this stuff is, um, mm -hmm. in a long time. So, you know, from like, what does our homepage look like to, uh, where to send people and what kind of ads to run? Like, do you run them to a blog post where they opt in for a content upgrade or do you run them straight to like the services page or so having to think about a lot of those things and, and try and make some, some decent decisions around them and, you know, let's start out with a small budget and see, see what works. Um, yeah. But really looking for like there's a lot out there on how to run Facebook ads, but not nearly as much about like how to run how to structure a campaign that's that's measurable uh, and that you can make decisions from. Yeah, uh, that I've seen at least like so. So there's no like, OK, you start with three ads and you, you, you know, evenly distribute them along three different sort of goals in your funnel. And then from there, you let them run for 14 days and then you measure and see which one's best and then you double down on that one sort of insertion point in your channel uh, or your funnel and then make decisions for this. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, I saw um, a blog post from earlier this year from Digital Marketer okay, that had, their shit. Yeah. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was called the, um, it's like the ad, the ad grid. That's what they called it. And let's see. Yeah. Ryan Dice, Digital Marketer. Um, and what it is, is a framework for thinking about ads. So a lot of people will just run an ad like I did with mastermind jam. I ran an ad. I didn't like the results. I pulled it down and I just got discouraged. Right. Yeah. And he says, yeah, most of the time people do that. And even if the ad is even semi-effective, people will put an ad up for a limited amount of time. They'll throw a hundred bucks at it and they'll get a few leads and they'll go and process those leads and they'll just let the ad expire. And they just, they don't further it or scale it or test it or, or do anything more with it. They don't really have a, a plan from the beginning for how they're going to attack this whole thing. Yeah. Not just the funnel, but the concept behind the ad, like why would somebody click on the ad? What problem am I trying to get them to solve? Where are they seeing this ad? So at the point that they're seeing the ad, you know, if you're, if you're doing a BDB ad, for example, um, you know, and you're advertising on Facebook, you got to ask yourself, okay, where's this, you know, you know, CFO going to click on my ad during the day in Facebook, because yeah. if a CFO is seeing Facebook in the middle of the day, where is he? Right. He's What's sitting he on the job around doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's sitting on the John, right? So he's not going to opt into your seven um, field form with his company name and, and phone number to download your lead. He doesn't care about that that yeah. that stuff right yeah. then at that point. So, you know, what is it you're doing and why are you advertising that thing at that point in that medium, you know, in that place where that person can see it? And so anyway, it's it's the closest thing I've seen without, you know, buying a full-fledged course on it where it was a really comprehensive look at, okay, you know, here's how you think through this. Here's how you step through developing your customer avatar and you step through developing what it is that they need so you can give that to them. You can promise that to them in a compelling way that they have to click on that ad, you know, wherever it is that you're showing it to them. Mm-hmm. So I can link that up in the show notes, but uh, it was uh, it's on Digital Marketers blog. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good article. I'm looking for it, fucker. I can't find it. Yeah. Anyway, no, I would love to shoot me the link. Um, It'll be in today's edition of the uh, Friday Dispatch newsletter. The the reason I know that is because I was, that's going to be one of the first things in the newsletter. But um, good. Okay. Digital Marketer is, uh, Digital Marketer marketer and Ad Espresso, I think, are the best places to go for for paid acquisition stuff. Yeah. Because I've been reading a, a, a bit this week about it. And it's, yeah, it's good stuff. But it's, I mean, it's just a, a jungle, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's an infinite number of possibilities and, and you're spending money the whole time, you know, like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the kind of thing where like, Oh, I'll just write a blog post and it takes me two hours to write it. And it's no big sort of investment or anything. Yeah. Uh, this is like, you know, hundred dollars a week, hundred dollars a week, hundred dollars a week. Like you're kind of in an enviable position though, because because you've written so much content, you know, you've got the the stuff you've done for about.com and all your blog posts. And, and I know that has led to a bunch of lead magnets that you've got in your pocket, you know, and you've got a well established product. Like you're not struggling now. It's like, okay, before I run an ad, now I got to think of a lead magnet and put it together and export it to a PDF and have a designer make it look nice. Like you've done all that. Right. But that's kind of where I'm at right now in the process of like, I'm still trying to make sure that the audience, like I, I understand really what the audience needs for my product. And you know, my blog is abysmal and lead magnets. I have like one and I'm not really even sure how great it is. And so that's, that's where I drag my feet on spending money on ads. Like, Oh, I hate to have money going out the door chasing um, under execution, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have that <laughs> funnel. I mean, that's the whole, that's yeah. the whole point. I think of like the way to do it in the, in like the good long game with paid acquisition. I think it just from the little bit I know is drive them to a blog post to opt them into a, an email, like a lead magnet, and then get them into, uh, a, a funnel, an email funnel from there. And I have like, we have a, a course, like a seven or eight part email course. But, you know, it hasn't been updated in like a year. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's all very embarrassing. But like when you look at it, like this is the shit you got to you gotta do. And There's yeah. a lot of homework that, that happens before you start clicking on the checkboxes in Facebook to narrow down your audience, you know, or yeah. in Google AdWords or whatever it is that you're using. Um, so, yeah, I understand. It's like, oh, I should just drive traffic to this landing page and and then go pick out my deserted island that I can buy and live happily right, right. ever after. <laughs> It's just not that fucking easy. There's work in all of this, right? So, uh, yeah, anyway, Invisible Selling Machine has really great outlines of 
fantastic conversion funnels, but every step of the way is there's a lot of work to do. I, I, I would do, just, you know, I do think talking about, you know, picking out a deserted island and just fucking off the rest of your life. I, I do think that if you can master this and I've done enough content to where I think I understand what, what content should be, you should be able to do almost any business in terms of marketing it, right? I mean, you run content yeah. for like the organic and the direct referral and social is kind of a, an extension of that. And then if you yeah. drive paid traffic to insert new people into your sphere at a certain point in your funnel, as long as you have something to do at the end of it, you know, a product or a service or a whatever, I just think it's a really valuable uh, thing to learn. Yeah. yeah. It's like learning. I'm, I'm learning looking forward to, to learning that. It's a, it's a yeah. lesson that you use a lot. Uh, that's that's one of my bigness, biggest weaknesses, right, is is just building out that whole machine. Like each individual tactic, I've got a great handle on. Like keyword research I can do, writing the content. I'm pretty good at writing content. I can, I'm pretty good at coming up with headlines and copywriting that speaks to an audience. Is it perfect? Probably not. But I, I think I, I write compelling messages to audiences. Um, it's just a matter of doing all those those little things that get people into the funnel. Yeah. Uh, I've just not proven that I can generate traffic to any business yet. And so that's like my, my personal, uh, cross the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you <laughs> want to talk about your, uh, your, your new thing? Mm, Very not yet. No, yeah. Okay. Not yet. Cool. I, uh, yeah, I, I do have a bunch of things I'm working on right now, but I have one thing specifically that I know you're talking about, but no, I, now is not the time yet. Okay, right on. Yeah. So uh, I guess a bit of an update on the um, on the job board. So mm -hmm. workremotely.io is uh, wow. So <laughs> we implemented some uh, like Twitter automation. Uh huh. And it's amazing. Like the, you look at the Google Analytics, like the, it's like a hockey stick. Uh, yeah. So we were going from like a couple hundred visits a day to seven or 800 visits a day. Awesome. Yeah. And like my Twitter following grows by 30 to 50 people a day. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So it's, you know, I, I was posting in the, the Rhodium group, uh, Facebook group about like, you know, people who've grown marketplaces and stuff and they're like, Oh, it takes so much work and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but like if you can kind of grow it organically, like I, this is not, it doesn't make any money. I don't need it or want it to make any, I want it to make any money, but I don't need it to make any money right now. It's not my main business, but like, well, what are the things you can do to kind of like put it on the right course and let it grow organically? And I feel like this is, you know, a job board for remote workers. Twitter is a, a great environment for them to, yeah. to gain exposure. So yeah, it's, it's on the right path. Um, so tell me a little bit about what these automations do. I mean, you're not just buffering up content every day. It sounds like you're doing something a little more in involved. Yeah. So we have uh, we have a, a set of like a dozen customized tweets, and it will inject uh, like the the name of the company and the job title, along with like an emoji and the hashtags uh, of the, the the tags that someone applied to it, like yeah, kind of a JavaScript or React or SQL, MySQL or whatever. And it and it randomly uh tweets the the script like, hey, did you see whatever? Intuit is hiring a front end developer. And so like the 
the, the little bit that it does and the emoji and the hashtags are all sort of like randomly selected. So each tweet looks on any given day, all the tweets are unique. Uh, and so it does it every time we aggregate a new job listing. And so we're, ag we're aggregating 20 or 30 new listings a day from all the different job boards. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was I've I've been toying around. I need to automate it uh, with the new system I'm working on. I'm going to automate it, but I I did it manually a couple times. I've been looking for some of the groups are looking for one or two more people, and so I've thrown out tweets like, "Hey, you know," and it's like, "Well, I don't want to put the people's Twitter handles or their names or anything like that because um, I can't cut my business out of you know the process, but." It's like, how can I get the word out that there's a mastermind group that needs one more person, you know, um, just as a way to keep visibility on, on these kinds of things. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and so I experimented with a little bit with that, but, um, there's, a, there's a lot more to come there. No good way to automate it yet. Yeah. Um, I think you gotta, you gotta roll your own. I think that's what we did. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time looking at stuff that's off the shelf and uh, a lot of programming ahead of me. You said React, and I've, I've been doing a lot of React coding late, lately. Oh, interesting. React and uh, the back end is Firebase. So uh, uh -huh. anyway, if anybody knows any good developers out there that work for cheap, let me know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we'll work for... Um, Instagram likes. That's <laughs> somebody who works for like Twitter follows. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, so how's business though? I mean, you guys uh, rocking and rolling? No business. Um, the last thirty days is um, a lot of good traffic. Actually, not a lot of great conversions. Um, I shouldn't say thirty days. The last two weeks kind of sucked, and. I don't know why I'm looking at it so finely, but I guess that's a, a good indication of how slow business is. If I notice, <laughs> well, it's like if I notice that we've only gotten two signups in, in, in the last week or so, um, I think that speaks to two things. One, I need to find a way to um, get more traffic to the site. Two, I got to find a way to convert that traffic. Um, but three, the problem is obviously that in general, um, signups are only like three or four a week and now it's at two a week and I notice the difference, right? So, um, if signups were, you know, five a day, 10 a day, I, I really wouldn't notice a dip like this, but, uh, it just becomes obvious because it affects things like the business has a bank account out of which like drip comes out every month and hosting right. fees come out every month and, you know, shit like that. So it's like, oh, you know, I got to go to my wife and say, Hey, guess what? I'm transferring some money over to the business account to cover things. Um, and she gives me the dirty look and I got to explain how traffic has these ups and downs and these are one-time purchases. So every month they start at zero and hopefully I can make enough to, you know, cover these fixed expenses. And so, you know, the normal nights and weekends justify it to your spouse thing. Yeah, man, I hear you. I mean, we're, uh, as a business podcast motor has been profitable. It's funny. The, the definition of profitable is, is sort of funny, but profitable in that it itself makes money. But now 
in the last few months, I guess, just started to kick off extra cash uh, above and beyond our, our expenses and projects that I've been investing in, like our theme and our plugin and all this other stuff that I've been buying uh, yeah. or, quote, investing in to where we now have a little bit of money left over after everything mm -hmm. is done and I've been paid and everything. So it's profitable breaking even and profitable paying yourself for two very different things. And profitable, the business sort of running on its own is definitely easier than throwing off enough cash to, to pay yourself and stuff. I mean, that's. Yeah. It's, it's not like the, the business has made no money like it and earlier this summer made enough that I bought a nice Canon camera and, and tripod set up that I could do. Uh, I'm working on some more professional like videos yeah. um, for parts of the service. And um, I mean, so I mean, paid cash for that out of the business account. So that felt great, but it's, you know, it's one of those feast or famine cycles. And suddenly, you know, since I didn't leave that cash laying in the bank account, I've got to cover it when it, when it's a lean time. And, uh, for me, I, I kind of expected it, but you know, I guess I'm a moron for not leaving more cash laying around in there. Yeah. I want to have um, six months. That's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause on a, on a personal, on a personal level, that's something we've, we've had for a long time. And it, yeah, dude, there, it's, it's the greatest feeling ever. Like, yeah, on a I can't wait to get basis, back to not worrying about, I mean, then that's, that's a personal, you know, standpoint, yeah, the business yeah. is not there yet, but, um, yeah, I was not. there once with personal finances too, and, uh, it was great, but we're not there personally and, and the business is definitely not there. Yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Another thing I am thinking a lot about is um, in 2017, um, oh my God, it feels weird to say that already. In, in the, the coming year, I would like to, at least once a month, um, sit in on masterminds with um, customers. Well, I guess they don't have to be customers. I would just like to get on a mastermind call every month with entrepreneurs and um, kind of mix it up, but make it a, like an open mastermind call. So maybe you don't reveal all of your nitty-gritty details on that specific call, but put um, entrepreneurs together who may not normally regularly be together and do do a podcast of that. Oh, yeah, interesting. Where it's just like, you know, um, I'd like to say it's weekly, but, you know, just, just thinking, you know, 12 episodes to start with um, would be great to – um, I don't know, just from an audience standpoint, if I were driving to work in my car, you know, every episode I get to kind of listen in on how these businesses are doing and, um, hear how they progress from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something I've been thinking a lot about. If it was weekly, that would be awesome too, because you could do, you know, every week, say a four week cycle, every week you have a different set of four entrepreneurs. And then, you know, repeat every month. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so for, sure. for sure. One in January, you get the same set as week one in February and, and so on and so forth. Um, and that way for the entrepreneurs, you don't feel pressured to have weekly progress done. But um, you just have to make sure that you have progress done every four weeks enough that you're going to, you know, sit on a podcast and talk about it. Um, kind of amps up the pressure. It's kind of like the hot seat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just to give more visibility on, on, first of all, it's, 
you know, just as a podcast listener, I love the update shows. I love like on starts for the rest of us when each person talks about their business and, and, and how it's going, what they're working on. I love that, you know, on um, bootstrap with kids, kids with Breck and Scott. I love that about the show more than they like topical shows of 10 ways to, you know, accomplish X, Y, Z. Um, I always found the update shows compelling. Yeah. I like a little bit of a little bit of both. I think is nice. Like a little bit of updates. Sometimes I want more than they give. But yeah, when you can kind of connect with what somebody's doing a little bit, like you know, half or a quarter of an episode, uh, I, I think it's nice. Yeah. I'll, not not a lot, but a fair time. I'll, I'll not listen to the rest of the episode. Uh, I just like the updates. Yeah. Well, I, I thought with a mastermind call too. In addition to updates, that's part of what happens in a mastermind call, right? But <clears throat> another cool thing that happens is, you know, you kick around a problem that you're facing or a challenge or even a big win, and you talk it through of like, here's how I accomplish this big win. Here are the tactics with that. Or, you know, here's the problem I'm facing. And then the other entrepreneurs pipe up and say, here's how I would attempt to solve that. Or here's who I would ask. Or here's how I'd approach that. Um, because other entrepreneurs listening to their car might be experiencing a similar problem. And so, um, it's kind of a, kind of an organic way to get a topical episode out of it, a tactical episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, that's just something I'm thinking of because, you know, obviously I'm dealing with loads of time. So why not add one more thing to my plate? Right, right. Too much time. (laughs) So what's, what's 2017 hold for you? Um, on a personal level, I've uh, I have a hard time sticking with things, and I have a, a, a propensity to say, "Oh, I'm going to just go do this, or I'm going to go do that." And um, with with how it's related to podcast mode, it's probably been obvious to people who who listen that it's been on cruise control for a while, probably since we started traveling, so like almost six months. Mm-hmm. And I really, in the last couple of weeks, have decided like. I owe it to myself and the people that I work with that rely on us uh, for income and, you know, feeding their families and stuff. And for like the, the business that I've already built, that's, that's not like the best business ever, but, but is a pretty good business um, to, to kind of double down on it. And that's, that's like my 2017 goal is to, to have focus and, I'm working on a couple of things that that could be really big for podcast motor. I I don't mean to be you know, sort of dramatic or anything, but um, you know some things that we're looking at getting into that that could really broaden our footprint in the in the sort of digital world, which would be mm-hmm. really cool. And um, yeah, I've kind of made the decision to stop looking for the next best thing because I think what I have is pretty good already, and um, I always sort of like have building a business I can sell in my head, whether I'm going to sell it or not. Um, just cause I think it's, it's the mark of a good business is one that's sellable. So continuing to, to grow a business that's diversified and kind of well-rounded and has all the checks, all the boxes that it should check and not me, not having me involved or any one person be involved a lot, um, are kind of the things that I have been working on recently and will continue to work towards in, in 2017. So like we've uh, sort of promoted one of our folks uh, on the team to to be like totally in charge of content marketing. So she's writing all the blog posts, she's doing the email, she's doing a lead magnet, she's doing all this kind of stuff. 
So we're paying her more, so we're making an investment in that. So that's cool. And then <clears throat> kind of managing another one of our writers to be like a another part-time account manager, I guess you would call her. Uh, but also mm-hmm. doing a little bit of receiving inbound leads uh, and helping with like how we sh- how we set up new shows. So those are the two things that I'm involved in on a daily basis. So you know, hopefully the goal of all this is take my head out of those buckets and uh, let me focus on things like what what the fuck does our funnel look like? You know, and like if I'm going to run Facebook ads, what am I going to do to it? And if we're going to invest in other parts of the business or get our get our hands into other parts of podcasting you know make sure we can be successful so uh i'm proud of myself for for being kind of self-aware enough to say that i really should stop looking for the next best thing because it probably doesn't really exist anyhow and stay sort of devoted to to what i've started and really build it you know in this next year at least Mm -hmm. so long answer i know it wasn't a no, no I get it. Um, I've I've had a lot of the same emotions about uh, Mastermind Jam. That's this isn't the product I was looking for when you and I started, right? I mean, in no way could I have predicted that I'd still be working on this thing. Um, is it you know? Is it something I'm passionate about? Frankly, I'm passionate about helping this segment of customers. I I really like talking to them and working with them and helping them accomplish their goals. Um, so anyway, I, I, I've been trying to double down on it for lack of anything better to work on right now. Um, does that mean I'm going to be flighty and, and jump off onto the next thing? No. Um, but there's a lot of, a lot of ways I can add value in, in the mastermind space. Um, before, you know, if, if I'm going to move on before I move on, there's a lot of value I can add here. Um, and so that's just where my head's at. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay, trying to stay focused. I know I run a lot, a lot of business ideas by you and our Slack channel all the time, but, uh, I really have been like the, my time that I spend working on business, quote unquote business is mastermind jam. And I've been doing a lot of programming lately on the next thing. That's hopefully I can go to beta before the end of the year on it. And, uh, that's really where I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to uh, not to get too specific, but we talked before about sort of having a a goal to measure against with Mastermind Jam, and and you know how long you'll stay involved in it and stuff. Do you, do you have you thought any more about about that? Um, refresh my memory. What was the goal that we were looking for? Oh, what? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for for like when we started the show. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, okay. I mean I, that's not what I meant. I meant I meant for for you to sort of feel good about Mastermind Jam being a a real potential business that can get you out of the day job. Yeah, and you know that's, that's an important goal, right? point because yeah, when we started the show, we promised each other that we're not going to let each other wallow and and from week to week never make progress and. <laughs> Just like these goalless wishes for our businesses, and I, I'm still 100% on board with that. Um, I've had to move the the goalposts a little bit this summer just because of family stuff that's been going on, and um, I just had to cut myself a little slack this summer because it was uh, I was just adding so much anxiety and stress to it all. It just wasn't helping. You know, I'd sit down to work and my brain was just overcome with stress, and it just wasn't 
allowing me to get in the zone and work. Um, so anyway, by the uh, by the end of the year, I'm hoping to have in beta um, a place, a platform for masterminds. So instead of when somebody signs up, right now when you sign up for Mastermind Jam, Jam it's very black box. And you go, and it's basically email driven. So you sign up, you get an email, you get your receipt. Then you're just waiting to be matched. Then you get an email introduction, and then you get email instructions. And everything's kind of email-based. Um, and it's not obvious to, to a normal customer who's busy with their own thing what the value is. What, what did I pay for here? What did I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Um, you and I know there's, there's an intrinsic value to a well-functioning mastermind group. But you don't necessarily see that when you have – it's kind of a hassle. You, you get an email with an introduction. Well, first of all, that's awkward. Now it's like a blind date with not just one person but three other people. Now I've got right. to introduce myself, find a time to meet, kind of really quickly and in a written form get a sense for everybody else's kind of quirks and, and, and proclivities that you know make them tick and – try to you know kind of figure out what the dynamics of the group's going to be and whether or not this is going to work for some people they just say f this right then and they're just like you know i'm out i can't i, can't, I don't have time to think about this um so anyway i'm, tr- I'm trying to make that better you know is it going to be perfect no there's always going to be an element of a blind date to it you're going to be you got to introduce yourself it's like going to a networking event um, but more like in a networking event, I want you to be able to you know scan the room work the room a little bit more and more easily mingle um like rob says when you're at a networking event then you find yourself stuck in a conversation for 30 minutes and it's just not going anywhere it's time to say hey i'm I'm, you know i don't want to cut you off but i'm gonna go work the room i'm gonna go mingle a little bit and the same thing about a mastermind group hey this isn't working out and i'm just gonna check out what other groups that i can get into Mm -hmm. and that kind of um that kind of Use case is what I'm, I'm building into this this new platform. That's and that's really the basis of it, um, so that customers when they sign up they can immediately start to see value. Um, and so I'm I'm hoping to have something that people can beta before January first. Cool. So like and I got into kind of a debate on Twitter with Josh Pickford about because he was talking about why do people add so much false urgency to things like these are deadlines that you made up in your head like you don't. <laughs> you're just adding stress to your life. I mean, you've got all the time in the world. Just you know, do a good job and fulfill your customers' needs. And and I shot back. It's like, you know, if I don't put an arbitrary deadline on something, then I'm just probably going to watch Survivor with my wife, <laughs> you know, or go out and go sledding with the kids. Like, it just won't get done. I, I have to, like, put some stress. You know, I have to light the fire under it. And uh, especially as a bootstrapper who's got a day job, you know, yeah. for somebody who's got a funded startup that's paying their living expenses, fine. Okay, I see. Um, but man, where I'm at, where I'm sitting, I can't do it that way. And the, yeah, it's false urgency. This is a, this is a deadline I made up in my brain. Like I could easily have said the deadlines March 1st instead of January 1st. Right. But I need it to be kind of urgent. So I, 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 um, it helps me focus when I've got time to work. It helps kind of, um, uh, it's like a crucible, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, that's that's kind of the goal I have is beta test the new platform. So no longer will you be because right now to get very detailed for people that don't know when you sign up for Mastermind Jam, you click get started, a box pops up almost like a lead magnet opt in um, because that's exactly what it is. You put your email address, 
I save the email address, then I send you a link, you know, and a welcome letter, like a sales letter with a link in it that says, hey, here's a link to your profile. Please fill it out. At the end of your profile, you'll be asked to pay. So people go, they click the link, and then they see the profile form, and they see that it's going to be a lot of fucking time and work. And a lot of people close it and say, I'll come back to this later. And, you know, days go by. And then whatever made you put in your email address in the first place, that emotion's gone. That urgency's gone. And now you've just got this task to do that's probably going to, you know, in your mind you're thinking, oh, this is going to take me forever. It takes like 10 minutes to fill out, right? There's 30 questions there, but it really just takes 10 minutes. None of them are essays, you know. It's like it's really not that hard. But it does take people a little bit of time, but it's like this mental hurdle of, oh, i got to go through this gauntlet. And then at the end of it, you've got to pay the money. And by the time you get through all of that, a lot of people have just said, you know, I can probably just go over to a Facebook group or something and, and ask people if they want to get in the mastermind group. I'll come back to this later. And so um, I'm not striking when the iron's hot. Um, so I, I can solve all of that. Plus, um, another another reason for the urgency is, um, and for the kind of trying to get this done before the end of the year, I know of two competitors that are kind of working on very similar platforms to what I have envisioned. And I've been thinking about this and talking about this um, with friends and over masterminds and stuff for well over a year of doing this. And everybody's like, no, 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 keep it email based as long as possible because, you know, it's more like an MVP this way. You can really see what your customer wants and see if there's a product that they need. And meanwhile, competitors have been working on a platform. And uh, I know of two now that are getting ready to launch. And um, the more I talk about this on this podcast, the more like, like for instance, I put a uh, a lead magnet in the blog in one of my blog posts that basically outlines the whole philosophy by how I match people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I can see that the lead magnet was downloaded by one of those competitors. Um, I don't. I'm not saying that they probably listen to the podcast, but I'm just saying that I'm going to stop helping them out. I'm just going to implement this vision and um, try to kind of dig a moat yeah. around what's going. on right here right on man well that sounds uh it's exciting so you think you'll get done in the next three weeks for before the new year yeah i mean will it be the most awesome product no it's going to be you know a beta launch and there's going to be some features that are going to be a phase two or phase three or, you know follow-on features depending on what's a priority with actual customers yeah but this will get something concrete into customers hands i've talked to uh, many customers about um, what it is I plan to launch and, and I've got nothing but positive feedback so far. Um, so we're kind of looking forward to it. That's awesome, man. Well, I look forward to, uh, to seeing it for sure. Yeah. Um, but that also me and you know, in the coming episodes, we'll have to talk about this, but like this calls into question pricing again, like I have to rethink about pricing and I have to rethink about marketing funnels I have to rethink of the on, onboarding sequence. All of this changes, right? Every part of the service changes. Um, so, yay. That's the yeah. work in well, front no, of No, it's good. I mean, if nothing was changing, then it would be, uh, that's a bad sign, right? Yeah. Well, the nice thing is this will give me, this is going to, this is going to add so much to my ability to, to, to create lead magnets. It's going to, um, to do inter- integration marketing, right? 
so mm-hmm. I can, you know, release blog posts and put on Product Hunt or whatever that, hey, Mastermind Jam is now integrated with XYZ service. Let's try this out. Here's how you would use this. Um, um, there's a lot of avenues um, of growth there. Um, so, yeah. And then there's a couple other features that are I think are going to be really killer features that I don't, I'm just not ready to talk about yet, just for fear that I've got competitors listening. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's a real thing. Nice, nice. And hey, um, it's kind of not on a tangent, but I know you're working on, um, I'm thinking of doing something mastermind related, but it's also vacation related. And I know that you're leading something similar. I talked to Brian Castle, who does the the Big Snow Tunny Conf, Mm -hmm. and Dave Rodenball does Big Snow Tunny Conf West. Forgive me if I'm getting the names wrong here. Yeah, that's right. And then... um, you're now doing what? What are you calling it? Big Snow Tiny Conf Europe. Nice. Yep. So, are there any spots left of that, or is that all sold out already? Uh, we have two spots left, and okay. uh, we're closing tickets down next week. So, yeah, if anybody's okay. interested, definitely get on it. Yeah. And so, what's the website for that? Big Snow Tiny Conf Europe dot com. Got it. Yep. And so, so is that like skiing in the Pyrenees, or what is that? Uh, what in is the Alps. Alps. Yep. Yep. So we're going to Chamonix, which is, uh, you know, it's like Vale. It's like the the big place to go in the French Alps. Yep. It's about an hour from our house. Two two full days of skiing and masterminding and business stuff. Yeah. So what is, for a person signing up for that, what's the price range for for any of these? Uh, For ours, it's uh, $650 for, and that includes your lodging and lift tickets for uh three nights and two days of skiing and one dinner out so the thing i wanted to do is going to be a lot more expensive than that i'm trying to figure out if there's a a customer base that's interested in um a workshop slash mini conference or mastermind whatever you want to call it that's on a sailboat in the you BVI. Should, uh, yeah, they just uh, a couple of guys just did this. Ch- hit up uh, Thomas Smale from FE International. I know he was just on a uh-huh. sailing retreat or something. I don't know what to call yeah. it, but yeah, check it out. And um, I, I'm I'm going to be launching it at uh, Big Sail Tiny Conf. But the um, I've my wife and I have done these trips a lot, so we know the ins and outs of you know reserving the sailboat and provisioning and itinerary planning and all that stuff. Um, every one of the ports that we stop at is like, you know, four bars of Wi-Fi, just excellent Wi-Fi, excellent internet access at every one of these ports. And, and the boats that we rent all have like a big widescreen TV in there. And, um, you know, it's got a generator, a huge salon table where you could, uh, every, you know, you could have four or five people sitting around with their laptops out. There's no reason you couldn't have a Skype chat back stateside with an entrepreneur that's helping workshop these these business people and do like many presentations um so i thought it'd be cool to have at every port of call we fire up the tv and and we google hangout or skype with you know whoever's relevant to that to the audience mm-hmm. and and we do like a um kind of like a workshop or or a, or a mastermind with these businesses and and help them like plot a path forward and meanwhile, you've got um, a, a chef and a captain on the boat making things comfy. Um, anyway, 
just didn't know how many people would be interested in that. Yeah. But that's going to be sale, like tinyconf.com. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And but the deal is it's not going to be less than $1000. It's going to be over $1000. So yeah. it's not going to be your beginner side hustle guy that's got a day job and no money. It's got to be, you know, established entrepreneurs that are looking to go to the next level. Um <clears throat> which is why I felt it was important to to fire up a, a conference call and get some, you know, other established mentors on the phone and coaches on the phone that can um, talk through issues. Yeah, it's all value, man. You just got to figure out how to deliver more value than, I mean, ours is a, a mastermind session. It's a retreat. You know, it's not, yeah. uh, the, the value is in the people coming, not in the people they'll talk to us outside of that circle. Yeah. So nice. Well, because you know, the boat holds 12 people, but remember these are double cabins. So I'm not going to ask, Two dudes in the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be like six entrepreneurs and their wives, right? Right. And so my wife will play tour guide and take all the other wives ashore, and they'll go shopping. Or, or husbands. Um, or husbands, or you know, spouses, significant others, I should say. And um, I guess you could do a sig- single occupancy if you just wanted to spread out in a queen bed on a boat. Fine, whatever. But um, there, it's it's a much more intimate setting. You know, if I had 12 entrepreneurs sign up, and then I, I would reserve two boats. But uh, um, it's that kind of thing. It gets it gets weird once you get more than two boats. Yeah. Because um, um, you don't have that cohesion, you know. Because you still got, now you've got too many people that you could squeeze into any one of the cabins, uh, in any of the dining rooms on any of the boats to have a meeting. Um, so you'd have to then reserve some facility shoreside at every stop. And mm-hmm. it gets it's difficult there so anyway keeping it small and tight um anyway it's also sharing something that i love to do um two things i love to do talk yeah. to entrepreneurs and uh go hanging out with under palm trees so there you go and drinking fruity drinks <laughs> yep. anyway um Speaking of which, it's uh, it's nine o'clock on friday i'm uh oh i gotta let you go the, the bell is calling me i think yeah well, just to wrap the other thing up, if anybody's interested in more information um, or wants to kick around or thinks this is the dumbest idea ever, just just let me know. Um, and we'll put the link in the show notes. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later, man. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.